Hey there DC fans, this is Josh Rayner, Editor-in-Chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien, everything out there in the world you can you can find you got books collectibles uh pop-up greeting cards they have all kinds of amazing items and right now you can get 35 percent off site-wide by using the code dcnews35 that's dcnews35 dcnews35 use that code and receive 35 percent off site-wide at insighteditions.com Hello and welcome to another episode of DC Comics News. This is episode 115, and I am your host, Kendra Hale, joined by my colleague, Brad Philippi. Hey, everybody. All right, today we'll launch right into it. It looks like we're going to start with movie news, and for fans of the Flash movie, it has been nonstop great news coming through. Uh, the first one that we got was that the Flash movie is officially beginning the filming. Uh, Brad, are you excited? I am very excited. Uh, this is really great news because with everything that's gone on with the DC films, you know, in the last few years, I was really skeptical if this would ever get off the ground. So it's great to see that it's actually being filmed now. So we're that much closer to seeing it. So I think that was that's that's great news. I'm very excited for this. Uh, what about you? I got to say with the level of talent they're bringing to it and the fact that we're getting Ezra Miller uh, reprising the role as the Flash, I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad that we're seeing movement forward, which has kind of been the theme uh, the last few months that, that we've been seeing trend, that we're getting movement forward and projects that were stalled or stagnant are finally getting momentum. And this yeah, is one so I was excited for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially with the second piece of news that Michael Keaton has been confirmed to appear as Batman in this Flash movie. What do you think about that, Brad? I, I love it. Uh, you know, I'm not expecting much more than a cameo at this point, but I would be perfectly okay with just a cameo of him coming back as Batman. I, I can't wait. That'll be, uh, that'll be a lot of fun to revisit. Oh, uh, what about you? I love the conspiracies over who he could be. Um, yeah. I mean, yes, we know he's Batman, but which Batman? I mean, because we've already got Ben Affleck coming in as as the, you know, Bruce Wayne. I wonder if we're going to see this open the doors to the other universes like Batman Beyond, where we might eventually get Terry McGinnis. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But having two Batman in one movie, I don't think we're going to know what to do with ourselves. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this one, the, the next one that we got this week, the next piece of news, is one that actually touches my heart really, really, really hard. Uh, Dave Batista has pitched to Warner Brothers to look no further to find their character for Bane. Um, 
I mean, he has, even though they're not actively looking for Bane right now, he's gone in and been like, you're not going to find anybody better. What do you think, Brad? I, I, yeah, man, I, and part of me loves this idea because I do really like him, but I think, I, I think he'd really have to bring his A game as far as his acting ability. Um, but maybe I'm being too hard on him because he was, he made a great Drax and, you know, he, he has been really good in other roles. So, you know what? I, you, I'm in. Yeah. Let him be Bane. I think he would do a, do a great job. Well, and he wouldn't be the first actor to cross the, the line between DC and Marvel and play different characters on both sides of the line. Um, I think it would be really cool to see him not only as Drax, which, you know, with Guardians of the Galaxy being the hero, but I would be curious to see if he could pull off Bane um, and pull off all of the aspects that go with that character as a villain. Yeah, yeah. And I think it would be fun to watch him play a villain. I like when these guys that everybody you know, really likes comes around and plays a bad guy. So right. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be down to see that. Well, and really, what really gets me is the fact that he has championed for himself so hard. Um, I mean, you always hear actors and actresses talk about what their dream roles would be. And Dave Bautista was one of those where he wasn't willing to sit back. He was like, hey, Warner Brothers, knock, knock. Here I am. Like, I don't know what your your plans are. But, I mean, the article itself says that we might potentially, depending on how... Um, the Batman movie does, we might see him possibly show up in the second one as a villain. So, I mean, that that in itself would be pretty neat, seeing oh, him yeah. go against Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it would give us a fresh take on the character. I think that Tom Hardy's take has kind of seeped into what we think of as being maybe a little too much. Uh, right. Even though, as much as I love the 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 Bane on Harley Quinn, which I really do truly love that Bane, <laughs> um, I, but but that did get a lot of you know the voice and everything from Tom Hardy's version. So it would kind of be cool to have a fresh take on the character. Right. I think that's what I would be intrigued to see is what his interpretation of Bane is going to be, because we've seen different versions of him. And it would be interesting to see what his take is. Like, which which canon are you going to pull from? Are you going to pull from the animated? Are you going to pull from comics? Mm-hmm. I mean, or would he take inspiration from Tom Hardy's version? Mm-hmm. Um, it would. I, I would be excited to see what he could bring to the role. Yeah. Let's see here. I mean, that's really the biggest three fronts um, from the movie news, which, I mean, giving, giving us Flash and Dave Bautista were big news. But moving into... Uh, moving into TV and what we got for fans this week. So Doom Patrol Season 3 adds the Sisterhood of Dada and Dead Boy Detective Agency in, in their show. Um, I know you've got I know you've got so much to bring, Brad. What do you think about these being added? You know, Seth and I talked about the Dead Boy Detectives last week. And, man, uh, I love that they're bringing Sandman characters into this. I think that they're a perfect fit for Doom Patrol. So that'll be a lot of fun uh, to watch. Um, man, it is a really good time to be not, not only a DC fan, as we always say, but a Sandman fan. There's a lot There's a right. lot going on. So I love the fact that we're going to get to see them. I, I, I'm honestly not 
entirely too familiar with uh, the the uh, sisterhood uh, of Dada. The concept sounds cool, but uh, as far as the comics go, I'm not I, I, I'm not really familiar with them. Um, so, but yeah, bring them on. I mean, anything that makes this show weirder and, and crazier, uh, sign me up. So, what do you think? Well, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, when it comes to the Sandman universe and that coming into what we would consider more mainstream, I'm excited for that because that opens doors for endless possibilities. Absolutely no pun intended. But when it comes to the Sisterhood of Dada, I have no idea who these people are. Yeah, <laughs> right okay, so, okay, so, you, yeah, okay. Well, in, in, in next week's episode, if anybody is on that knows more about them, or if uh, people want to yell at us online, just let us right. know. But, yeah, um, maybe they We're can sorry. fill us in a little more. <laughs> I mean, in the article itself, it gives a little bit of, of a little synopsis of what each of these characters, like what their personality is. And it also yeah. lets us know that um, Mr. Nobody, who is played absolutely lovely by uh, Alan Tudyk, that he was a member of this team. Um but it doesn't say whether or not he he's going to be coming back after what's what's happened. So it'll be interesting to see how they play with that since, you know, this was his team. So I'll be excited to see what's going to happen between them and Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah, it should be should be fun. Oh, and then we're into to new fun stuff with the next article that came out. Uh, Titans season three. New set photos revealed that the superhero group is wanted in Gotham City. So, I mean... Obviously a highly anticipated comeback. I know you're excited for what's to come. What are your thoughts about them being wanted in Gotham City? I I like it. And I also like the other little sticker, the Red Hood Rises is was a cool sticker too. So but we already knew we were getting Red Hood, but uh yeah, I think that this fits in with the kind of um the tone of the Titan show to to put them on the run. So that will be um, you know, very interesting. And I, and I love how they weave characters in from the comics into this and how right. in certain parts of the Batman mythos. So this is one of those things, too, where I'm happy with every any news I get from the production because I, I was really blown away by the second season. So I really can't wait to see what we get in, in the third season. So, yeah, this this looks like it could be a, a cool little storyline. Is it bad that I'm excited to see that we're getting, you know, crypto? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I mean, yes, we're also getting uh, Jonathan Crane, who has a definite role, which if we're going to be in Gotham, I'm excited that of all of the people they could have picked, that we're going to see Jonathan Crane coming into play. But yeah. I'm really excited that in in the release for who's going to be joining them that dog actor pepsi gets his own little byline of him coming in as crypto so that makes me happy yeah yeah now the next one is also from teen titans 3 um the next press release that we got where it's teen uh where for Titans season three sharon ferguson uh gave a little peek at what we're gonna see for queen luander's royal look um which if you don't know you know they're in the family of Starfire and Blackfire. So I'm actually surprised that they're bringing in, for me personally, bringing in so much of the Temerian line into Titans. Brad, what's your take on the look? Uh, the look is really cool. It's very uh, colorful and very regal, 
Uh, I love the that shade of purple, the purplish red. Right. Of the dress and and the gold of the hairpiece is really really cool looking. Um, and I I love that we're gonna get to see more of Tori's backstory. In, right. In uh, in the season, that it's go- that there's gonna be a lot of focus on her. So that. That makes me excited. So, you know, once again, I got to say that every bit of news that I hear from this third season, I'm um, I'm excited for and get more excited for it. So, yeah, I, I I'm really excited for Titan season three for sure. Well, and I don't feel like I mean I know that Blackfire and Starfire have had, especially in the animated universe, they've done a little bit of backstory with them, but I don't feel like it's ever gone as deep as Titans is going. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for that. And like you yeah. said, the, the dress looks gorgeous. Her hair is absolutely stunning. She looks like a goddess, Yeah. honestly. Yeah. So I'm excited to see them bringing all that into the forefront. And like you said, anything that's coming from Titans, hopefully they're able to match that date that they're they're looking for for summer 2020, 2021 for the release of season three. Yeah. I, I hope that we do get it that soon. Um, I... I'll be honest, so I wouldn't be surprised if we if we get a delay. So we'll see. But it, but you know, at the, at the end of the day, what it is nice to see is that things are back up and running. Right. You know, after COVID, so things are getting back on a schedule that's more likely to be kept. So that that's really nice to see, regardless of when we do get to see this the third season, we will get to see it sooner rather than later. Right. And I mean, speaking of momentum moving forward, I mean, we've gotten that with with a lot of the ones that are fan beloved. Young Justice um, has been given a season four update from Greg Wiseman that says, you know, look, we're we have nine episodes completed, six more in post-production. So they're they're gearing up to let season four go. Is that another one that you're excited for, Brad? Yeah. And it's they are really they're really chugging along with this nine episodes already completed so that's that's great that's going to be that's going to be a whole lot of young justice when they do get it done and i think that's something that fans have been clamoring for so yeah i think we're all happy to see that come back and and hopefully they will be able to get get that to us sooner since they already have nine episodes completed maybe they don't have to do a whole season drop they can do a a part one or in a part two or something like that. So, right. so yeah, we'll be getting those soon. So that's great to see as well. Once again, great time to be a DC fan. Right. Yeah. Now the only thing we need is some more updates on Harley and I'd be a happy camper. Yeah. But I, we've yeah. gotten a lot, so I can't really grouch too much. Yeah. But um, that's really it for the movie and the TVs. And I know that that went by quick, but what we'll do, we're going to take a quick, quick break. Um, and then we will be right back to discuss comics. Hey there, DC fans. This is Josh Rayner, editor-in-chief of DC Comics News, here to give you a special deal from Insight Editions. Insight Editions is an amazing company who uh, sells books and collectibles uh, from all sorts of pop culture, whether it be DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, movies like Die Hard, Harry Potter, Alien... Everything out there in the world you can you can find. You got books, collectibles, uh, pop-up greeting cards. They have all kinds of amazing items. And right now you can get 35% off site-wide by using the code DCNews35. That's DC 
NEWS35. DC News 35. Use that code and receive 35% off site wide at insighteditions.com. This is Seth Singleton from DC Comics News, here to tell you about the Spinner Rack. Each and every week, DC Comics publishes so many great books, it can be hard to decide where to invest your time and money. And that's where the Spinner Rack comes in. The Spinner Rack is my honest attempt to rate, review, score the top five books from DC Comics each and every week. How can you listen? It's easy. All you have to do is go to your favorite platform, subscribe to DC Comics News Podcasts, and wait for the new episode to load up. Join me each and every week as I sift through the best from DC Comics and pick my top five books. Can't wait to share them with you and to hear your scores when you share them with us, right here on the DC Comics News Podcast. Hello listeners, this is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I am the Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones. I am the Knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup. A Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley f***ing Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not in need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't f with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. F***ers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra-comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes or Dummies! Part of the Comics in Motion Podcast Network.
What's up, everybody? I am Kelly Gaines for DC Comics News. I am Tony Hasty for this show. And we are here to introduce our new show, DCN After Dark. This is the late night talk show for all of the wild ideas, fascinating concepts, and scandalous tales straight from the DC universe. We are not going to hold any punches. We are going to give all of our opinions straight off the dome, and sometimes we'll be writing it down. It is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the sensitive ears. It is not for any children. Viewer discretion is going to be advised because we are going to be swearing a lot. Yes. Yeah. And possibly, maybe by episode five, getting to our hundredth joke. (laughs) (laughs) Here's hoping. We're going to have guests on this show. We're going to be guests on other shows, but we're not going to finish this sentence. <laughs> off, the t- off the cuff. Let's go. Off the cuff. Off the cuff. Anything off, you want. Anything you want. Scooby-Doo would be a better detective than Jim Gordon. There you go. That's that is what this whole show is about. That's what the show is about. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Should we have seen more of the bad go? No. No one had to see more of the bad no, I didn't want to. God damn it. Look, all right. We're going to Scooby-Doo, DCN After Dark. Check us out. Watch us without your kids. And if you are a kid, you shouldn't have even seen this promo. Drink recipes, content creation, reviews, unsolicited advice, and very inappropriate jokes. Yes. And a Santa, uh, an un- unseasonable Santa hat. Except it's season, whatever. Check us out. <laughs> Not getting rid of the Santa hat. <laughs> Available exclusively on YouTube. All right, and we're back. Now, comics actually has the bulk of the news press releases that we've gotten this week, and a lot of them are exciting. So, the very first one. Uh, DC has announced that Shazam is going to get a limited series. Um, Brad, I know you're excited. I'm just going to let you go. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like this is maybe some kind of, um, not vindication, but a way to make it up to fans who had to wait so long for Jeff John's run because it got kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. It seemed like, you know, when that was going down every week on this podcast, we talked about Shazam getting pushed back another three weeks, another month. So uh, I, I think that it's good to have uh, another miniseries come out and hopefully they'll stay on on track and on schedule. And it's good, too, because it'll help get the interest going again, you know, as we get closer to the release date of uh, Shazam 2 and um uh, Black Adam. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to this miniseries, a quick, good story to get people, you know, back into the character and say, hey, he's here. And and I've really liked what uh, th- there was. There's been a lot going on with Shazam and Black Adam in Future State and Infinite Frontier. So I, I, I think that that makes me interested to pick this up, too. Because it's there's a lot going on with that character, and it'll be interesting to see if this miniseries kind of connects all that or you know ties that all together in some way. See, and that's where I'm at. Looking through this, I mean, we're getting it's going to be a four issue arc. Um, 
32 pages each, and we're getting it by Tim Sheridan, Clayton Henry, and Marcelo Maiola. I'm hopeful that I pronounced that right. I don't think that I did, so I apologize. Um, but I've, it looks almost, at least from what I'm seeing here, that we're going to see Billy Batson come in not only as a teenager, but we're also going to see the Teen Titans Academy um, yeah. Yeah. being in, in, introduced in here and to see you know, why everything is happening to him again. I'm really hopeful that it's not going to be another origin story, but even if it is, that just basically does a recap for those who may not know what or who Shazam is or what makes Billy Batson uh, Shazam. But I'm really curious to see how Tim Sheridan is going to write him in this adventure as, you know, almost in the same league as as the Titans, as a team form, where he's, you know, nobody knows who he is yet. Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds almost like we're going back for origin, but it could just be any number of, <laughs> of yeah, why well, nobody knows who he is anymore. With the Omniverse, who knows? So we'll uh, <laughs> you pick up the first issue and we'll find out. <laughs> right? And it looks like that's set to come out on July 20th. So it's not like we have a huge long wait to yeah. find out what's going to happen. Yeah. And with Clayton Henry on it, I know I'm going to be picking it up because I love his artwork. Yeah. But the other one that's coming soon is one that hits really hard with horror fans. And I have to admit that I am supremely excited. So DC is launching Horror Imprint with the Conjuring miniseries, which is going to be a story, a little spinoff story, um, that tells about the Conjuring. And if you haven't seen those, those are Lorraine and Ed Warren dealing with uh, demons and ghosts and we're going to see a mini series five issue for the devil or uh, for the lover. And I'm super excited for this. Brad, what about you? Yes, because uh, horror comics, I mean, DC has really done a lot for the genre of horror comics uh, between some of the stuff on black label uh, in, in ways um the um Cammy Garcia Harley Joker story could be considered a horror story um, and all the hill Ho- and the hill house comics and all that so and i just love the idea that they're keeping it alive and conjuring is such an iconic franchise at this point right. that uh, it seems like a perfect fit and i couldn't help but but thinking i think that how cool it would be to get some serious writers and serious artists to take on some other horror franchises anything from like evil dead to scream and even maybe spotlight some of the warren's other stories that didn't make it into the conjuring film series at all you know right. so there's so much so much uh, potential in this imprint. So I hope, you know, they keep it going and I hope we'll get more announcements of what some other books that are going to be part of this will be. So yeah, count me in. Right. Well, I mean, and with DC and their Black Label series, which is meant mostly for mature audiences, this one is, is kind of going to fall along that same same target market where it is 17 plus. So it's definitely mature, um, mature categories. But I'm, I, I mean, having it go alongside and launching with the movie Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, I, I don't know if this is going to be just a side story that goes along with the movie. And we've heard of, of, of uh, comics that will do, or graphic novels that will do a soundtrack to go along with the, the reading of the comic, but this one comes with a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I love it. Let's see here. And the next one is another one that I know both of us are excited for. So Dan Jurgens and Ryan Sook are teaming up for the new series, Blue and Gold, which will feature Blue Beetle and Booster Gold in their own miniseries. Brad, take it. You know, somebody at DC is reading my mind somehow <laughs> or reading my Slack messages because Josh sent me a message, you know, asking what was my favorite, you know, DC superheroes outside of Batman and Superman. Um, and my response was, I've always been a sucker for Booster Gold and Blue Beetle when they team up. And this has been going back to the days of Justice League International. I, I love right. the I love the interaction between those two characters in that book. So I hope we get some of that with this. But yeah, I I uh, I can't wait. This one this this might be my this and the Flash starting production or starting filming are probably my two favorite stories this week. <laughs> with right underneath it coming the Conjuring comics. So that's <laughs> right. Uh, what about you? <laughs> well, and to see that this one's going to be launched on July 20th as well. So we'll have this coming out as the new series as well as Shazam. I'm I'm excited. These two are comedy gold. Yeah. I mean, they are a bunch of knuckleheads. That it's like a feel good buddy cop movie where you just sit there and you enjoy all of the slapstick. And there's yeah. nobody in the DC verse better than these two for that. Yeah. Yep. So I, and the fact that it's going to be eight issues, I'm so excited. I get sad yeah. when I see that it's like three, four, five. Yeah, but I, I think eight. Eight, I think, is the good. I think that's they should do that because the standard was six, and I right. think that you can do a little more storytelling if you got two more issues. So I say, yeah, make it eight. Make well, that. Well, and I really like that these are going to be in in the. There's going to be two separate covers that are coming out. Um, one for three ninety nine and one for four ninety nine. And I like that they're doing that, too, because we're getting a cardstock cover. So mm-hmm. it'll obviously be able to, to withstand a couple read-throughs. But yeah. the fact that they are so... I mean, and obviously they'll be they'll be available through the, the online as well. But the fact that they're going back to the $3.99 and $4.99 versus $7, $8, and 10 I really like that that's what we have going on with these guys. Because it's going to make it more accessible and more people are going to want it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good point. Oh, let's see here. It looks like people who absolutely adore the DCAU are in for a treat as well, because returning uh, return to the DCAU this May in the first digital uh, in the digital first series, Justice League Infinity. Um, so we're getting to see something new being added into the animated universe. Brad, are you excited to check out this one? Uh, yeah, I am. I think it's it's um, it's it kind of makes a lot of sense to put this out. Because a, a lot of fans that are reading DC now, a lot of their uh, introduction to this world was through the Batman animated series, the Superman animated series, and the Justice League uh, series. And this book continues that. So I think that is a nice send off to those to that whole generation of fans that got into comics through that. And and those series were really good. And another reason is that, as we can see through the success of the Batman, the new adventures, the animated comics, the adventures of Batman, or whatever it was called, something similar. But um, that's been a real success, and people love it. And why not continue that that um, that world? There's so many fans, and it is such a beloved for the right reasons. Um, 
you know, th- that whole continuity. So, yeah, I think fans are going to love this. I agree. And seeing as they, they, they pretty much call out everyone by saying if, you know, if you're a fan of Batman, the animated series, Superman, the animated series or Justice League, then this is right up your alley. And I love that because you can tell from from the cover that's featured in the article that this artwork is going to be very reminiscent of those shows. And I'm here for that. I love that animation style. Yeah. And I think not only that, but I think that it is actually continuing the whole storylines. So I, I, I think technically it takes place in that same that same universe. So oh, wonderful that. Yeah. So that will that, that's even more of a reason for fans to uh, to pick this up. Oh, they're just I know we keep saying it, but it really is like it's just a great time to be a fan of regardless of what your favorite character is. Now is the time to jump on board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with this next one. I'm so excited. So Grant Morrison returns to Superman and the Authority in a new team up series. And I am excited not only for the writing, but for the artwork, which is going to be done by Mikel Janine. Brad, what do you think? Are you excited for the yeah. Superman story? Yeah, that's this is a no-brainer that that um, people are going to love this. Um, I'm I'm interested in his the the different members of the team now that are going to be part of the Authority. The only members of the original team are going to be Apollo and Midnighter, so that that's that's interesting. And his takes on Superman are so beloved that I think that. So many people loved his um, All-Star Superman series that I think they're going to be. This is another one that fans are going to rush to. And uh, yeah, and I always I always enjoy when the authority characters do make it into the DC books. So, yeah, once again, I think my phrase for this episode is going to be sign me up. But yeah, sign me up. Uh, What about you? I think I think this is going to be one of those that absolutely draws me in i'm not the biggest of superman comic fans i mean there's there's a couple great stories like all-star superman that drew me in but this one this one not only looks intriguing but the team up has me like i as soon as i saw the names i was like i'm done i have to get this so i mean i think that anyone who's already a fan of superman will enjoy it I mean, they'll feel like it's paying absolute tribute to their fandom. And then those who aren't necessarily in the, the Superman world will enjoy it as a, as a coming into it. So I'm, I'm, here for, I'm here for it. All right. Now the next one is right up our alley. Batman Fortnite comic team tease Harley Quinn's role in the DC crossover. And they are bringing Harley Quinn to Fortnite Island. <laughs> what do you think, Brad? I, I like their comment was that Fortnite Island would be the perfect place for Harley. So I, I can't wait to see what they do when they let her loose. Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I'm not the biggest fans of crossovers like this generally, but I did read the first issue and it was a lot of fun and Fortnite players. If you pick up the first issue, there is a free Harley Quinn skin that's included. So, uh, if, you know, if you want to use that skin, pick up that issue. And, I mean, you, you're the biggest Harley fan I know. So I'm sure that you're super excited. I am. I've actually seen what her skin looks like for Fortnite, even though I'm not the biggest of players in that world. I'm more of a COD girl. But, um, I mean, the fact that Riley Brown and 
and the quote for this was like, Harley likes it on Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, of course she does. It's chaos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm excited to see it. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun, especially for the players um, who have already gotten, I mean, I, seeing all of the news coming out from Fortnite, they've already got so many characters to choose from that Harley is just, it, it's an organic choice. She's going to have fun and it's going to be chaotic watching all the Harleys run around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, like I said, that was a big, a, a big amount of information for the comic scene. And we also have a couple um, switching gears a little bit for the merchandise um, for 2021 Hallmark has done keepsake ornaments that include DC characters. <laughs> Brad, which one are you going to be getting? I just want to say that I never thought that I would live in a world where Peacemaker would be a character that is well known enough to get his own Christmas ornament. So right? <laughs> that that alone makes me kind of giddy. So I think that is really cool. I I I love the looks of these. The design on the black suit Superman uh, is really, I, I love how the cape is flowing. The Wonder Woman one is great. Both Wonder Woman ones, the Lego and the uh, the uh, the other <coughs> more comic expired is really, is really cool as well. So yeah, these are, these are, uh, these are cool. It makes me want to get a bigger Christmas tree this year. Uh, what about you? I don't know. I'm going to probably have to keep an eye out because they say that one of the ones I don't see here, um, but they mention it is going to be the two level bat cave from 1966. Mm. Not only do I want to see how Hallmark is able to do that, but I, I, I'm so excited that now you can, you know, you can have these added on to your, your bat tree. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can have a DC. <laughs> I have a feeling Steve is going to get all of these for his tree. Well, and I see, all I see it else. here now. So I see the link. So I'm, I'm. That was just human error. But not only this thing is so cool with Burt Ward and Adam West. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only that, but you get light, sound, and motion with this one. No wonder it's sixty bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the other ones Worth are not as right? bad. They're like nineteen, twenty dollars, but. I mean, to get something so cool as from going to from Wayne Manor down to the Batcave. I mean, what collector's not going to want that on their tree? Yep, exactly. That's so freaking cool. <laughs> Way to go, Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> Things you never thought you would want. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other one is even cooler, though, because the, the other new merchandise, and people have probably seen this on social media because this isn't a secret, but Funko has released an exclusive pop of Static Shock. Brad, are you adding this one to your collection? Uh, I, I might. Um, I, I just, I, you know, I'm not a big toy collector, but I love like looking at the news and seeing them and kind of living vicariously through collectors and fans and i but but the bottom line just like with the whole you know peacemaker thing i'm glad that we live in a world where milestone is back so that we can have things like pops and things like that 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 milestone is going to be back in a big way and it couldn't be more perfect timing so uh yeah and i i really like the look of it i love the 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 design of the hair is very uh for some reason, it struck me as being very nicely sculpted for a pop. 
So I love that. Yeah, so the design is cool, and it's it's definitely it's milestones time has come again. What about you? I think this one's gonna have to be mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, me and uh, me and my husband have, have got our whole. We've we've set up our room to be the library of of DC and Image and everything. And there's not one more iconic character that I can remember growing up than Virgil Hawkins watching Static Shock, the animated series. And like you said, I'm supremely grateful I bow down on the comic steps that Milestone is back with new content and with great characters that are beloved. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this Funko is, <laughs> for a Funko, this is great. Yeah. I mean, the face is the same as any Funko Pop that you could get aside from the goggles, but the hair is is amazing. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love that we yeah. get an action sequence with him. It's it's wonderful. So now is the time. If you're not a comic fan, why? You're missing <laughs> a lot of fun. I mean, but that's for, for what we had. I mean, comics, movies, uh, the TV series, and merchandise. We really had an easy an easy load this week. And I know you've already said it, but tell us again. What are your favorites that you are most excited for? Well, I'm really excited that The Flash has started filming, and I'm really excited that we're going to be getting a uh, Booster Gold Blue Beetle limited series. So uh, what were your favorites? Mine are definitely Imprint. DC Imprint is going to be a game changer. I mean, they've already been been putting their feet into so many waters, and for them to not only have horror comics, but to make it its own selection where creators are going to feel free to tell these scary stories. I'm here for it. And I really do hope that whether it's just a marketing scheme to be with the conjuring, whether that's just all it is or not. I hope that with the amount of horror movies that we have coming out this year, that we have comics that go with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my, that was my right underneath <laughs> close, close third. Um, for that one yeah yeah like I said I just the possibilities of people they could bring in and you know what other franchises they can draw from would be so much there's just so much they can do with that well and here's to hoping you know bucket list item here's to hoping that we do get something from Joe Hill that'll come underneath the the DC imprint because I think what he's contributed already yeah and and I'm super biased and I love his dad Stephen King so much he's my favorite <laughs> so, and and it, it, you know, Stephen King has written everything from poetry to teleplays, screenplays, plays, musicals, novels, of and course, comics. short stories, and comics. But the thing is, is that he's never really like taken like a whole story, like a whole like graphic novel or like a six issue mini series by himself. And I would right. love to see that happen. It's always been either like a mini series, like a short story here in a comic, or like helping Scott Snyder with um, American Vampire, but never his own like whole six issue thing that I would right. new, that new I would comic. love to see. Scott Sleeping Beauties out there. Yeah, um, but, but even never, that, it was just like based on it. Like he didn't do right. the yeah. So yeah, but that's that's my even if he biases. wanted to bring in one of you know and do a whole thing of his novel, I would be there oh, yeah. for it. Oh yeah, me too, absolutely. Yeah, I mean turn and, Carrie it, into a graphic novel, why not? Yeah, yeah, and I and I did like Sleeping Beauty, so I you know and and the Stand, all those adaptions that were done from his work. Right. So so yeah, come on, Stephen King. 
<laughs> Ready, please. <laughs> but how cool would that be? I mean, I don't even care if they do it separate or if they were to come together, father and son, and give us just something that blows our minds. Oh, yeah, that would be, I would be down for that. Oh, yeah, that would be great, too. Oh, man, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there you go, DC. There's some ideas if you're actually, you know, paying attention to Brad's slack. Yeah. Pay attention to the podcast, too. That's our our wish. <laughs> All right. Well, like I said, this one was an easy one. So, Brad, where can everybody find you? Uh, you can find me writing news reviews, DC Comics News. Or you can find me on uh, the Mad Love Harley Quinn podcast, also part of the DC Comics News podcast network. And you can follow me on Twitter at FlickyB1. Where can people find you? Uh, well, and, and like I said, I've been your host, Kendra Hale. If you've enjoyed listening to us basically just, you know, gush over all of the exciting news, you can find podcasts like this. And like Brad said, you could check out Mad Love uh, from the DC uh, Comics News site on Spotify, through Apple, um, through anywhere you can listen to streaming services. There's so many. Um, our social medias are Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. And if you're looking for me, honestly, Twitter's probably the best at Devour All Words. But this has been us with episode number 115 for the DC Comics News Podcast. And as always, let's just close this out. What do they need to do, Brad? Read. More. Comics. Yeah. <laughs>